BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right, Shohei Otani chose the Dodgers, if you didn't know that. That happened over the course of the weekend, unfortunately, but it was so predictable. How long did we say that was going to happen? Weeks. So it was predictable, and we move on. And what does it mean for the Padres? Well, they've always had to deal with the Dodgers. It's never been easy, so it's not like it was going to be easy if they didn't land Shohei Otani. But now they do have Shohei Otani. So what are the Padres' next moves? Could it involve Jung-Hoo Lee, the Korean superstar 25-year-old outfielder, uh, we'll get into that here over the course of the hour. If you are here, subscribe. Year-round content for you. Live run replay if you are here. Please subscribe. We are here for baseball fans year-round. Smash the like button for us. You can follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. We appreciate the super chats. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. That is a great way to support our work. If you'd like to support, if you want to make sure we get your comment, we'll get to every single super chat here tonight, click the dollar sign below the chat box. And also, if you want to become a member, get emojis and badges, click join down below. But, you know, it was a bombshell, but really was it? Maybe the dollar figure was, but the fact that he's going to the Dodgers is completely predictable. Shohei Otani to the Dodgers. Padres had work to do regardless of the Otani news, and that continues as the offseason is underway for the Padres. I said after uh, Soto got traded, just anywhere but the Dodgers. And if, you know, if you're a Padres fan, like anybody anywhere but the Dodgers and the Giants, if you're a Padres fan, right? Like, I just don't want it to happen because, you know, that feels like just another knock on, uh, I mean, so far, I mean, pretty shitty offseason, right? I, I mean, oh, what, what, what? I mean, it's been terrible. 
What what I mean, what right? positives can you take away from this offseason? And 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 be real with yourselves, Padres fans. Like be real, okay? I understand the the why they traded Juan Soto and the flexibility of it. And Michael King could be good and Drew Thorpe could be good and 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 they got a couple pitchers that they needed, but like the reality is this offseason so far has been absolute shit from from every aspect to to losing Bob Melvin to the unfortunate passing of Peter Seidler to trading Juan Soto to now Shohei Otani staying going to your division for the next 10 years. I could argue how Shohei Otani is now the most overpaid DH in the history of, of baseball, but he's also like one of the best hitters as well. He's not just a, he's like 280, 30 home. Like he is a, He's one of the best hitters in the entire sport. And, and when you pair him with Mookie, you pair Jim him with facts. Freddie Freeman, you're just like, huh, fuck me, right? I mean, dude, th- this guy a year ago was a 10, you heard me right, a 10 war player. Now he pitched, That's but his OPS, pitched, yeah. his OPS was 1,066. His OPS plus was 184. Let me put that in perspective for you. So it's 84% better than the average hitter in the big leagues. Manny Machado's OPS plus last year was 115. He yeah. was 184. You're talking about 180 differences in the years they had. Machado last year, who had a down year. And Otani last year, who had as good of an offensive year as he's had. He's had a couple of years like that. But one of his better years in the big leagues. Now, to your point, 10 years, the money, who knows what he's going to look like from a pitching perspective moving forward. You won't see him on the mound in 2024. Are there questions there? Yeah, there are questions. But from a sheer lineup perspective, from the Dodgers perspective, I mean, you've just added as good of a hitter as there is in baseball yeah. and again from a Padres perspective you've been playing catch up to the Dodgers for well literally decades but clearly here in the last decade in the regular season you have not been anywhere near them now two years ago was amazing in the postseason what they did against the Dodgers and that could absolutely hopefully in the future happen again but it like I said off the top it's like you weren't really in a position in my opinion where you were vying with the Dodgers heading into 2024 as it was right I mean that was a bit of a reach right to say that the Padres would catch the Dodgers in 2024, even if they didn't land Shohei Otani. But now you give them Otani and you're like, well, you got to kind of worry about your own house. You got to worry about making your yourself better. And you've traded Soto. You've freed up money. You've hired a new manager. You've had ownership change, if the very least. And you've got some money to spend. There's been a lot of discussion around Jung-Hoo Lee, including from Dennis Lin tonight in The Athletic. Of course, Jung-Hoo Lee is nowhere near I mean, you can't compare Jung-Hoo Lee to Shohei Otani. Obviously, that's not fair to Jung-Hoo Lee. So even if you land Jung-Hoo Lee, um, you know, you're not offsetting what the Dodgers have done this offseason. Let's be clear. In in talking about the division, like pretty much how the sport is now, the division does have its perks if you win it. And, but at the same time, we've seen the last four years in the National League winning your division means absolute nothing. Um, 100%. I would like if the Padres, you know, would actually win the division. Like, it would be nice to see, especially if you're a Padres fan, the Padres be potentially one of the best teams, you know, over the course of an entire regular season, right? And hopefully they could parlay that into a World Series run. But we know that it's bullshit, um, that making the postseason is the only thing that really matters nowadays. And 
maybe one day if you win your division and you win 110 games and you get that first round by that team in the national league will actually go and win a world series but it's had not happened yet since the expansion of the postseason so I, I am I'm definitely on the side of like, hey, if you want to go in 100 games again, 110, 110 wins, like you can do it, right? And it's mm-hmm. not for you guys at all, you know? Like they keep doing the same thing. It's win a bunch of win the division, get the buy or the first, you know, overall seed in the National League and choke. So if you want to keep doing that, then go do it. I'm not saying that. Um, Adding Shohei Otani doesn't help them potentially get over that hump because it absolutely does. But um, I, I now it's it's I said this on Twitter the other day. You know, it is now very easy to dislike Shohei Otani because he's a Dodger. I mean, it's plain and simple. Like you become a Dodger, you're automatically disliked. That's just how it works. I I'm sorry, completely if it, agree. If if if, uh, yeah. if you want to love on Shohei Otani. I consider that Dodger loving now, but well, as you should. I mean, I yeah. completely agree. I mean, this is not not that you know me personally. I haven't been enamored with him as an angel, to be honest. I, I didn't yeah. see what the infatuation was from like a Padre perspective on Otani, other than the idea. I understand it. if you thought there was a chance that the Padres could have landed him. Did you see what Dennis wrote tonight? They didn't even make an offer. Um, surprising they because they weren't in a position to spend not that a lot of teams are they, they weren't in a position to spend 500 let alone it's 700 on a play i mean who is in position to spend 700 on a player it's amazing to me because you said it and it was reported on a lot throughout the first half of the season and then it was also widely reported on last season how the Padres were going to be making a play for Shohei. Like, it almost I, seems you, inevitable. And you're like, dude, one, you're like 100% they're going to be in. You are going to no, see no, them I in. No, no, I said on 100% they, you would see people saying they're in because of Preller. Oh, but they were never in. Is well, what no, Preller's and we knew that. I mean, I, dude, they traded Juan Soto. They lost their owner. They have debt issues. They took out $50 million from the bank in September. I mean, they, they, there were... I mean, if there were 30 teams vying for him, they would have finished in like close to 30th. Here. This might be a, just don't this have might, the resources. This might be a stupid question, but knowing what Shohei got, knowing the, the number, would you want him for that much? Yes, I would. Because I don't think, because, and I'll give you the reason why. Now, I wouldn't want him if my payroll was like 175 for 70, but, but I'd want him if I was the Dodgers because money's no option. If you're the Padres, not the Dodgers. Yeah, I still want him. I'd still want him. It's just like, did you want um, the Padres have all these bad deals as it is? That what's another yeah. one is the way I would look at it. The Bogarts deal is a bad deal. The Machado extension is a bad deal. The Cronenworth deal is a bad deal. The Darvish deal is a bad deal. Look, you I, know, like if 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 you're gonna throw out ba- among all bad deals, that's the best one you could possibly sign because the guy has been a complete wrecking ball in the big leagues. Keyword has been. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying. Look, he got this contract based off like you get this you get to me personally. If he got this, you know, if he was still healthy, I think this is about right. Like it, it, 700 million, mm-hmm. yeah, 70 million it's a year. Like 35 like, each side. Yeah, I mean, look, he's one of the, when he is healthy, he is one of the best pitchers in the game and he's already the best one of the best hitters in the game. So when healthy, yeah, it makes sense. But who even knows if he's going to be fully healthy again? That's my big thing here. Is if he sure. ends up 
never pitching like he has pitched the last two seasons when he was healthy, right? I'm sorry, but I, I don't I don't want a guy making seventy million dollars that just hits. That's just me. I agree with you, but and let me just say this. I would just be surprised if in these conversations and in these like medicals, the Dodgers weren't convinced and weren't told that Shohei Otani is going to pitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, that, that's clearly been a part of the conversation. And even if he doesn't pitch in 2024, I mean, we're talking about Shohei Otani. Are you really betting against him? It's hard to bet against him. He's kind of made people like myself look stupid before. I mean, I'd be I'd be very surprised if this guy wasn't impactful on the mound again. I, I just would. Now, I will say this. What the Dodgers did here, I, I, I don't know how they got away with this. Okay? I just don't. So it's not a actual number of $70 million a year, which if on just paper to the blind eye, right, 10 years, $700 million, like, oh, shit, that's $70 million a year. Yep. It's really not because... For some reason, the Dodgers got to defer a shit ton of money to make this thing really wind up to be about 40 to 50 million a year for them on their books. And I think that's kind of bullshit. And, and I also think that the rhetoric going around from Major League Baseball reporters is also bullshit. Yeah, it's if good you wanna, for the like, game. If you want to get into that, I mean, like, this whole notion, and I got a bunch of articles to back it up, of the second the Padres go out and sign like Tatis to a long-term deal and Manny to a long-term deal and spending all this money, it's just like, is this even sustainable? What the fuck are the Padres doing? And the second the Dodgers, who already spend more than almost more than any other team, go out and give the number one player out there, face of baseball right now, the largest contract in history, and it's good for baseball. Like, actually, it's not good for baseball. You are totally fucking probably what 28 other teams in your sport because there's no way in hell those teams could ever have a chance to sign a player like that because your stupid league doesn't have a salary cap. It doesn't have a cap on what players can make per year and what players can make per contract. You have fucked this sport by making it a four team league when it comes to paying for high-priced players. It's not good for the sport. It's actually worse for the sport. It makes your sport suck because well, the Royals and the Pirates and the Marlins and all these teams that will never, ever, ever, ever spend $700 million on a player, ever. They'll never have a chance to ever get that player. Well, a lot of what you're saying is accurate. The one area where I'd push back is to blame baseball for a lack of salary cap. It's completely on the players. The only reason there is not a salary cap in baseball is because of the players union. They would never in a million years agree to a cap. That's been clear in CBA after CBA. This is what baseball as a sport prefers, the union and the commissioner's office. They want the rich to be rich. It's always been like this. It's always been like this. It's about New York, Los Angeles, Boston, Chicago. That's the way the sport is set up. And I agree with you. It's way different than the NFL where you got teams in Cincinnati winning Super Bowls or getting in Super Bowls or different than the NBA where you can be whomever, the Milwaukee Bucks, and win a world title. And we've seen it in baseball. We've seen the Royals within the last 10 mm-hmm. years. You've seen the Padres get good. But it's set up for the top five to succeed and the bottom 25 to chase. But that's not solely because of the commissioner's office. There is no, no 
union head ever that has even allowed in a CBA discussion the idea of a cap to be put on the table in those discussions because the players think it'll be used against them if yeah. there's a cap. And and I didn't blame Rob Manfred here. Like this is me not like going on a rant about Rob Manfred. This is me going about just the entirety of baseball as a whole from I mean every aspect, every angle, right? And, and the fact that like in basketball, right? When you draft, say, you know, the, the the Bucks drafted Giannis. He turns into an MVP. The way that it's structured in basketball is the Milwaukee Bucks, because they drafted him and he's on their team, can give him like more, money. way more money than any other team if that per, if he goes to free agency. So that they, they give the smaller market teams a, a better chance of re-signing their players. Football, you know, there's a cap. An NFL team's not going to spend seven hundred million dollars total on one. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is yeah, making I think five hundred. Yeah, and that look what ha- look what's happened to that team. They're not good right now because they've spent all this money on Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Well, they won a Super Bowl last year with that same but, money, right? But also, it's they have a salary cap, so they can't just go out and get like the best wide receiver to pair with Mahomes and the best running back and the best tight end. Like it, it all it all eventually evens out if you have the best of the best at every position, especially quarterback, quarterback, the number one position. But in baseball, you can literally, if you're the Yankees, the Mets, the the, uh, the Dodgers, and I I mean, those three teams right there are the only teams I can think of. You can go out and you can literally get the best hitter, the best pitcher, the best shortstop, the best third baseman, the best catcher, the best reliever, all of it. And it it doesn't matter. You You just have to pay a CBT tax and those teams are fine with it because they're rich as fuck. True, but I mean, it's, to be fair, and I agree with you, and now we're on the other side of the coin in San Diego, but isn't this what the Padres have tried to do over no, the last it, three or four years? No, no, yeah, I they have done it. <laughs> you know what I mean? where my anger comes from, I loved when the Padres did it. I'm not saying that I hated it. It's It's that when the Padres did it, Every single national media member was like, what the fuck are they doing? And the second that like the Yankees or the Mets or the Dodgers do something like that, it's praised as good for the sport. Well, 100 percent. But here's the here's the one issue. And I hate to I hate to say this. And I agree. I read Ken Rosenthal. This is good for the game. A yeah, column. I'm like, get out dude. of my face. But I'll say this. Those reporters are like, I don't see how the Padres are going to sustain this. What's this going to look like in three years? I'm like, screw you. Who cares? They were right. Everyone said, what's this look like? Is this sustainable? How can you do it in San Diego? They were all right. Now, now I don't know if they got lucky because they didn't win in, in 2023 and the Padres were way off base. And then they had the untimely passing of their owner and that changed things with the Padres. But Kevin Acey was very close with Peter Seidler. We just had him on last week and he said, regardless of Peter Seidler's health, the Padres were lowering payroll by 50 plus million dollars in 2024. Now, I do, you know? the, the more time that passes and the more things that come out and, and, and all of this, I am starting to side on the fact that, like, all of these small market teams, they are mad. They were mad at the Padres because the Padres mm-hmm. made them all look like shit. Sure. They all made them look bad, making them like, like, if I'm a fan of the Royals, I'm like, hey, dude, my owner's a billionaire potentially. I don't know if he's a billionaire or not, but, like, sure. my owner's super rich. Why can't he go out and spend money like the Padres did? They're in a the small market, just like we are. Why can't you do this? what they're doing? And baseball owners got upset that the Padres were doing that because then it put all this pressure on the small market teams to spend money, and it messed up everything. And so 
I do think there was a joint effort to make sure the Padres in particular were the team that like, hey, nah, 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 you guys can't do that. And then obviously the TV deal exploded and then the passing of Peter Seidler ruined that because, you know, while I do think the money obviously would have gone down this this uh, offseason for the Padres, if Peter were here, you can't tell me Peter wouldn't have been like, yeah, I'm still going to spend money. Like, screw that. I mean, I don't know. What about, I mean, they took out a $50 million loan. They asked for 100 when he was alive. So it's like, th- this was this that's was it, an issue. Yeah. This I, I know was it's an, an issue. issue. And, but then and it, I don't I don't know, man. Maybe. We'll never know. That's well, like, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? Then we to me, know. if it still was an issue, which you're you're right, it was. Then it's circling back down, circling back around to like, hey, baseball, this is your your system is effed up, dude. Like, but, but doesn't it prove? I hate to say this, I'm just pl- like to play the other side of it. Doesn't it kind of prove the small market owner's point, which is you can't do this because now you're going to be borrowing just to sustain this. You're right. literally borrowing tens of millions of dollars to sustain a roster because you like you have so much debt. So oh, like the, I, like the reason does, that yeah. others were saying that, well, hold on, let me talk. The, the reason that others were saying that was like factually like valid. Like the Padres could have gone 162 and 0 last year and won the world series and lost money. That's what we read at ESPN.com. There was no path to them making money. So if they had to borrow because they were spending more than they were making, and that's against Major League Baseball's debt policy or whatever it is, then this was a complete one-off, what the Padres did. That's why the Pirates have never done it. That's why the Padres have never done it previously because they tried to do something that literally is the only example in the history of the sport of a team in market 27 of spending top three are the Padres. And it sucks. I agree with you. You wish it was more even, but I also kind of, I also kind of, enjoyed what they tried to do in you know 21 22 23 the way they spent and now to be on the other side it's like i don't know it's just kind of hard to complain about it on the other side from my perspective it's like they did spend and now no, i i you know i love that they spend too but all of that you just said is the reason why baseball is becoming dumb every dumber and dumber every single day because if a team wants to go out and spend money john okay in a, in a multi-billion dollar you know, corporation and industry in baseball. Like baseball's not broke. All right. Baseball is very profitable. It might not be as profitable as the NFL, but it's very profitable. It's a multi-billion dollar company and organization and league and whatever. Right. So with that being said, if your small market team is always going to get effed every time they potentially spend a bunch of money, what does that say about your sport? I don't, I mean, it depends. It your I mean, I think there's, flawed. Well, I think there's teams in small markets that can be really successful. They just have to do, a, do it in different ways. Tampa, I, perfect no, example. No, no. Oakland, I, when they were good. That's not what I'm saying. I'm spending, Even I'm Atlanta spending, now doesn't spend like, you know, the Padres. I'm saying spend money as in go to like where the Padres were this year. The reason... I mean, I, I don't because we don't know what the books look like. Are you saying why doesn't every team spend two hundred fifty million dollars because they're all making that kind of money? You know what I mean? Like because whose money is it? It's the club's money, right? So it's not baseball's money. 
like when when Oakland spends, they're not getting it from baseball, right? They're just getting their local TV revenue. So they're spending based on what their earning power is. Like in the well, NFL, Oakland's the TV spend. money is in in the NFL, the TV money is split. It's not in baseball. New York's no, no, two hundred million is only you know zero million right now in San Diego, <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, that that's that's kind of like my whole point is like your sport is ba- is your team. And all of most, not all, but most of their revenue that they generate in is from their individual like TV market and sponsorship deals. Yep, and it's not a group thing like the NFL, like you just said, or I don't even know if the NBA is one. NBA is TV revenue. Okay. So so baseball doesn't do that. And and you're just screwing these other teams. Well, it's because there's no know. It's just, there's no TV deal. Like the, the national TV deal in baseball isn't worth anything. I mean, it is, but compared to the NFL, it's not worth anything. So, of course, to in this to bring it home, of course, Oakland's getting money for Major League Baseball in TV, but it's nowhere near. It's not what they would need to sustain a two hundred million dollar payroll, right? They're not getting two hundred million in TV. Like in the NFL, you're literally you're covered. Your entire payroll is covered by television. They're not spending a dime. It's all covered. By television and baseball, that's not the case, and that's where the Padres have gotten in hot water without having a TV deal. Now, maybe that changes in the future. Who knows how much money they're going to get in TV? But not what they were getting a year ago. Let's get to some of the supers. JD's third. Thank you. He says, "Safe to say, AJ Tingler Preller isn't excellence." This one is not really on Preller, is it? Otani to the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. No, we. It, it seems like Otani wanted the Dodgers all along. There was nothing Absolutely. anybody. There was nothing anybody could do, um, to really change his mind. And um, it what it sounds like too is that the that him wanting to go to the Dodgers from the jump created potentially this Blue Jays narrative. Hmm. On Friday was it? It was Friday. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Friday to potentially increase the Dodgers offer make them scared because there was no communication like oh shit the Blue Jays maybe the Blue Jays are ahead of us like we need to increase the offer so there was two things here one Otani's desire was always to go to the Dodgers I feel like you feel it too mm-hmm. it was a no-brainer um, complete no-brainer it's as, as dumb all the as Dodgers it is, moves last offseason were set up for this yeah it's all set up for this um, Otani can stay in LA Right, he still yep. stays in one of the biggest markets, and he, it, it, he's not—he's not an idiot. Um, but I do think that money was a thing here where he wanted to get the most. And if this, if by by any chance, any way, the the thing on on Friday was a was a tactic to get an extra hundred plus million from the Dodgers, I think it worked out. Yeah, I mean, is that what happened? Did the, did the Dodgers throw more money at him in the last 24 well, hours? Yeah, Has that been reported? Yeah, because Tom Verducci wrote, on Friday, reports broke that Otani's signing was imminent, uh, and then he was headed to Toronto to sign with the Blue Jays. That report was completely erroneous. The Dodgers didn't know that. They hmm. held meetings Friday night uh, with an air of worry. The rumors were likely false, they decided, um, but they still created angst amongst L.A. executives. Quote, you just don't know. Um, says one Dodger executive and asked the Friday night meeting, um, quote, that's the best way to describe it. We just didn't know 
it was not a comfortable feeling. So with that being said, you're kind of thinking to yourself. Yeah. So like, John Morosi's tweet cost them 60 million bucks. Is what you're saying? 60 to 100 million dollars, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, Richard Flores, thank you, man, for the super guys. If you're here, subscribe here on content for you. Please subscribe if you're here. Smash the like button for us. And thank you for the supers. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. Like Richard did. He says, Dodger fan here. Thank you, Richard, for uh, supporting. He says, not here to take a victory lap. I feel that would be disrespectful to John and Jim who have accepted me on a Padres channel. San Diego has talent. The NLS with the D-backs, San Diego and L.A. will be a uh, either neat or meat grinder. What about San Francisco? They haven't spent a penny yet, but they will. Um, yeah, it's not going to be easy. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. It, it, from the Padres' perspective, this thing will not be easy. I don't think it's impossible, but it's only getting more tricky when you consider the circumstances of your payroll, what the Dodgers are doing, where the Diamondbacks are, and what the Giants are trying to do. It's not going to be easy. It isn't. And the the Padres, like, without Juan Soto and Blake Snell and Josh Hader, I mean, they still have Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., Sandra Bogarts, Joe Musgrove, Yu Darvish, Hassan Kim. They mm -hmm. have talent. They have big yeah. contracts. I, I saw this this tweet the other day, or, or I think it was on Instagram. It was, a, it was like a visual of like the top 10 contracts in baseball, and two of them were the Padres. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. like, they still have two guys that have a $300 million deals in Tatis and Manny, and they have. Xander at a $280 million deal. The, the question is, if they continue to lose with these contracts and they're not able to build cohesive rosters because of these contracts, it's going to turn into to, to some difficult situations for sure. Do you think in 2027, like just let's throw a year out, three years from now, whatever, will Machado, Bogarts, and Tatis all be on the roster? 2027. Like, so that's like the fourth season from now. So you would have like, a, what What would the age of Machado and Bogarts be like? 34, 35, and then Tatis would be late 20s? I mean, maybe. I mean, I mean maybe. I mean, look, at that point in time, it's going to, I mean, it's going to be very hard to trade those guys, especially with no trades. Yep. And, and probably the only guy that will be tradable is Tatis. And you're, you're, I mean, you're, doesn't seem like Manny's going anywhere. Um, you're going to have to like really convince Xander, like, bro, can you please waive this no trade? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it doesn't matter. I mean, if, if they pulled off a World Series in the next four years, like, who gives a shit? Yeah. No, no, no doubt. I mean, if they do that, then I'm not concerned. But if they don't do that, is where I'm concerned. Uh, Steve, thank you. He says, we've returned to the big media markets, crushing the mid and small markets now that the RSNs have collapsed, regional sports networks. Uh, the game is BS now with no cure in sight. I mean, I would just say this also. I, I get it because we've all been on both sides now, especially in San Diego, where it's like, wow, it was great to spend, and now we're back to not spending potentially. They're still going to have a top 10, top 12 payroll potentially in 2024. And also... You know, Arizona was in the World Series last year with payroll 24-ish. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it, again, I'd rather spend. I've said it a million times. I'd rather spend. But there's not a guarantee that spending results in winning. I think it makes it easier. But you can still win without spending. Um, that doesn't – that's not – again, I mean, the sport is the sport. We could argue why and how it's gotten like this. But there are teams in the bottom half of payroll this past year that – we're good, including Arizona and Baltimore. Yeah, and that comes from 
drafting and developing well. Sure. Yeah. Which are two of AJ's biggest problems. <laughs> I mean, at the big league level, not in the minor league level. He's great at collecting talent, top prospects ranking wise, but developing that to the big league level has been his biggest problem. So mm-hmm. if you do that and you mix it with the top big contracts, like then yeah, you can win, you know, and that's how this the the lesser the teams that can't go out and spend seven hundred million dollars on a player they have to do, especially especially nowadays, you know, with with certain players only being tabbed to certain teams because those teams are the only teams that can pay them. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, I was just looking something. Oh yeah, like last year, spot track team payrolls, Baltimore's 29th, nine million more than Oakland in team payroll. Arizona was 21st in team payroll, 119 million. So, you know, shoot St. Louis last year was 17th in payroll. Now they sucked. But I'm telling. I mean, the St. Louis Cardinals were 17th in payroll. You know, Milwaukee was 19th. Again, you'd prefer to be higher than lower. But the Mets, Yankees, and Padres are one, two, and three, and they all missed the postseason. Number four was Texas. They won the World Series. You know, it's like it's kind of. I just hate the narrative that's good for the game. That's that's my yeah. That's a dumb narrative. Yeah, that's a dumb narrative. I, I agree. But this is Jim. You and I have you know we've spent our lives watching baseball, and as you get older, you realize this is just nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Otani getting seven hundred million is no different than Pujols getting three hundred, or A Rod getting three hundred in the history of the game. It's all the same. A Rod to New York, yeah. Pujols to Anaheim, Shohei to L.A. It goes on and on and on. The history of the sport. What was different was Machado to San Diego. That was different. And that Tati was Stain, three hundred million. Yeah, Bogart those are the atypical. Yeah, those are the rarities. Yeah. Is, is what I would say. I mean, there's there's always examples. There's stupid signings. There's Chris Bryant to the Rockies. There's Mad Bum to Arizona. That's just dumb signings. That's just wasting money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the three hundred million dollar deals are the you know the rich teams. But it also proves that like uh, the Rockies could hand out a two hundred fifty million dollar contract. You know, like they can do it. They were fourteenth in payroll last year. I'm at Spot Track one seventy one. Yeah, so they can hand out a $250 million deal mm-hmm. for like 10 years if they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess they did, right? How big was the Bryant deal? Close to 200, right? Maybe closer to 240. I don't really yeah, know. It was, big, it was, big it was over 200 for sure. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, no, most of these teams have, I don't know, maybe half of them have had a $150 million deal, but half of them haven't. Remember the Dodgers before bets? I don't think the Dodgers before bets, and someone could correct me if I'm wrong, had ever given out a $100 million deal in the history of the organization. And now they have bets, Freeman, Otani, mm-hmm. all in the last three years. Yeah, And they had never given out. I mean, if they had been 100, they'd never given out a $200 million deal. <laughs> they just gave out a $700 million. And they just did 700 And what did they pay bets? 400 300 plus. And what did they pay Freeman? Below three hundred. Okay, but still, you add those up, you're at one point three billion. How many? <laughs> how many teams? Like, in a hypothetical world, what what would the the like bottom payroll? What's the bottom payroll be? Like, you have to spend as a baseball team this much money. Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, the middle of the pack right now is in that one. Okay, so the league average last year was one sixty five. So okay. maybe within ten percent of that, maybe ten percent lower than that. It's like one one fifty. Fifty. Yeah. Every so team has to spend seventeen. Seventeen teams spent one fifty. 
Yeah. And 22 teams spent 100. And eight teams did not spend 100. Yeah. See, and it sucks now because I bet you those eight teams, what, six of them are, are uh, like constructed of a bunch of just minor league guys. Like, yeah, I mean, okay. Oakland, Baltimore, <clears throat> Pittsburgh, Tampa. That's the thing. Orioles and Rays are good. Cleveland, Washington, they went young. Mm-hmm. Royals, Reds. Reds so are on the Tam- come. See, so if you're Tampa, you know, Randy Rosarena should not be able to leave. Yeah, exactly. Like you should you should be able to give Randy Rosarena like a, a two hundred million dollar contract or whatever he's worth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um you know same thing with like Glass now. He's a really yeah, good pitcher. I agree with you. Right. Like the Reds, uh who's De La Cruz? Like Yep, Ellie. I mean, you you should be able to keep these guys here. That's that's the biggest problem with the sport is like you get oh well, one of you you have these players, and the teams are not gonna lock them up to these huge contracts because they don't want to spend that much money. And then they get the free agency and they go to the top teams. Man, it's that's such a or like we could have a whole wrap. They have to be traded away. Exactly. I mean, we could do. Look at it this way. The remember we we spent so much time discussing it. The last CBA, the players wanted five years to free agency, and the owners like no chance in hell. Which is kind of, to your point, to your point, you would think the longer time to free agency benefits the smaller teams, but they just trade away that player even at three years. Like Like, Soto's good. Soto's gonna be on his fourth team next year potentially. I know, and he in was four only years. Right. He had two and a half years of arbitration left. Yeah, we haven't even like broke that down. How that's shitty for the sport. Yeah, it's you're right. I mean, it's baseball. It's flawed. It is. It's different. It's certainly unique to the big four sports in America. Even soccer, it's unique. It is yeah. completely different. It's very much based on market. There's no question. The Yankees' <laughs> revenues don't compare to the Padres. Yes, network gate everything marketing dollars in new york city billboard signage at los it doesn't compare and you're not you're splitting a portion of revenue i don't know what it is i just read an article each team's getting 60 million in tv nationally 60 60 well that ain't paying the bills if you're the padres you're trying to maintain a 260 million dollar payroll yeah with 60 million in tv plus whatever you get in your local rights but now the padres local rights we don't even have any clue what they're getting. Potentially but, nothing. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. But it's also funny too. Like I saw a lot of this on Saturday. Like, oh my God, Shohei's going to the Dodgers. He's going to LA, the biggest market, like second biggest market in the country. More on there. He was already there. Like, yeah. Like if moving. it had to do with market, it shouldn't change his marketing prowess. I mean, the Dodgers are a much bigger deal than the Angels. Like, I mean, you can't really compare the Dodgers to the Angels, can you? Like I, I mean, saw, what? I saw, I saw Colin. He put out like a list on Twitter of all the big stars in LA, and he added like he put Shohei in there, right? I'm like, hey, moron! He was already there. He was already in LA. Like this list is not any different than it was yesterday when he was not a part of the Dodgers. Yeah, <laughs> like 100%. what are you, what are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> I agree. Um, we'll get back to it in a moment. We do want to talk about Jung Hoo Lee, who the Padres are reportedly interested in the Korean outfielder. What would it cost to get Jung Hoo Lee to San Diego? We'll get back to the. 
comments in the chat in a moment. We do need to thank our title sponsor here on the wrap-up show, our good friend, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance, who is a huge Padres fan. He's been texting me all weekend long about Padres free agency and about Shohei Otani as well. If you have any insurance need, Mark will save you money and time. He's a great insurance agent. You can take it from us. I've got a homeowner's earthquake and life insurance policy through Mark Nimitz. Just by switching your insurance, he can save you $750 or more. Before you renew your insurance, call Mark or click the link in the description down below to get to his website and get free quotes online or call Mark. He will talk to you about the Padres. He will talk to you about how to save money. He's a great insurance agent with great service and communication. When I had a claim in here a year, year and a half ago, he took care of everything, saved us thousands of dollars and dozens of hours of time. So if you support this channel, please support a local San Diego business and a San Diegan lifelong Padres fan doing business in our community. Check them out. Mark Nimitz, click the link in the description down below. Yeah, all his information is above my head. M. Nimitz at uh, farmersagent.com. When you reach out to our buddy Mark, let him know that uh, John and Jeff, the wrap up show, sent you. So this is the fear, and Dennis wrote about this tonight in The Athletic. And Steve, thank you for the super chat. Do appreciate it. Guys, if you're here, subscribe. If you're here, thank you for the supers. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. We'll get to all of them. He says, Jung Lu He or uh, Jung Hu Lee is too much money even with $40 million available. So whatever the Padres have, if it's 30 if it's 40 whatever. So Dennis tonight is writing that with Scott Boris as Lee's representation, that the deal could reach as high as $90 million for five years, which is $18 million a year. I don't even know if that includes the posting fee, which is a tax of like 10 or 15%. Now you're pushing $100 million or $20 million a year. You've got $40 million to spend, and you're spending 20 of it on a double-A outfielder. And by double-A, I mean KBO. That's going to take time to develop, obviously, in the major leagues. Like I'm in at 10, 12 a year. I'm out at 18, 20 a year is the way I look at it. Yeah, no shot. No, no shot. Right? No, no shot. Um, I always, I already thought he he is a risky signing in the first place for mm-hmm. ten, twelve, fifteen, you know, whatever million a year, just because they can't. They need to get going here. Like Xander, Manny, those guys, they're they're still at an age where I think they can produce. Xander, I don't know. Manny, I I do believe he can still put up MVP type numbers, right? So you got to get going. You can't wait for like two years down the road. All right. You just can't. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, I, I think Jung Hu Lee's a, a an intriguing player for sure. The things that he's done in Korea, the numbers he's put up, his anal his advanced analytics are they're all interesting. And he and he fills a need for your team in the outfield, but I just don't know if I can risk it at this moment in time, knowing that like they have to win right now, especially Preller because his job is if it's not on the line right now, I mean it's it's pretty close, right? 100%. So to me, when you see a number like that from Dennis, like a five for ninety, I'm out. Sorry. I'm out. I mean, guys, he he hit six home runs last year. Yeah. Now he was hurt, and he struggled in the first half of the year, reportedly because he was switching his, you know, approach because of his, you know, upcoming conversion to the major leagues, and then talking with his best friend Hassan Cam. They were former teammates. They're close friends. That could be advantageous for the Padres. We'll see. At the end of the day, he had six home runs last year. There's a quote here in Dennis's article, which kind of made me laugh because I'm like, well, what's the point here? The quote is this, if Jung-Hoo ends up in San Diego, 
Daniel Kim said, whoever Daniel Kim is, the San Diego Padres are pretty much the Korean national team. And two players. Okay. And is that is that a good thing? It's not, you know what I mean? Like, it, that's great. I'm sure a lot of, I think they were talking about it from a marketing prowess. I, uh, obviously, you can't compare Otani to Kim and Lee, but how the Padres would be, you know, extremely relevant in the nation of Korea. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's, that's fine. This goes back to my point from a year ago. Padres are marketed beautifully. They sell tickets. They're the talk of the town. They resonate. They're interesting in San Diego and elsewhere. Mexico, maybe overseas, Pacific Rim. I'm not really overly concerned with how they market in Korea. I'm, I'm not overly concerned with them bringing in another 2.9 million based on Korean marketing. I mean, that's great, but they got to win. I, I don't really care if they're resonating with the Korean fan base for the opening series in Seoul, March 20th and 21st. Like, that's not my goal. My goal is to win. Yeah. Well, uh, the opening series in Korea next year is going to be very fascinating. Yeah, I think they'll be a little more interested in Otani, to be honest. Than the, I guess they'll be a lot yeah. interested in Kim. And if Lee's there too, I mean, that's crazy to have Otani, potentially Kim, Lee, all in Korea yeah. in Asia yeah. opening up the season. I mean, the Otani thing is just going to be absolutely bonkers. And the It's crazy, the opener. The Padres have the Dodgers with Otani and then the Giants with Melvin at least, if not more, yeah. when they come home. And, and to the Giants' point, because we, we titled this video, like, where do the Padres go next, I think? Or, like, what do the Padres do next? Um, uh, yeah, did that? I don't even know. Something about Jung Hoo Lee. I think I put, like, with Otani. <laughs> I don't know what I put on the yeah, thing, okay. on, the, yeah. on the picture. Mm -hmm. put. Oh, yeah, what's what's next for, the, for, for San Diego? Okay. And that also is now going to what's next for everyone else, too, in the right. division especially. You don't think the Giants are sitting there fuming yeah. that they didn't even get a close to Otani? <laughs> I agree. And that they have potentially all this money to spend and like that's another thing that that could be turning turn into a backfire if you're a Padres fan. That the that the, the Giants missing out on Otani big time could turn into them making some maybe potentially irrational moves, but in the the short term, I mean, if they got like a Bellinger and a Yamamoto, yeah, it's a like, problem. You know, or or a Bellinger and a Snell. <laughs> I mean, those contracts down the road would probably look really bad. But it, but just for next year alone, like those are two players I think that can potentially be impact players next year. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. Like you're thinking about the Dodgers from a Padres perspective, but whenever you talk about the Dodgers, you have to think about it from a Giants perspective. Because they're under right? a lot of pressure I mean, up there. A yeah, lot of pressure, and they haven't landed players via free agency they the last time they won they won big and then they lost the dodgers in the postseason when they won 107 games but the last couple of years have been disappointing mm -hmm. for whatever reason they cannot land free agents or have not the last two off seasons they absolutely have to to your point uh, that doesn't correlate always with winning but they're they could make a splash they could win an offseason move here whether it's yamamoto snell or bellinger or whomever or all three who knows all, i mean that would be unbelievable even two of them would be unbelievable i saw something today that was hilarious mm -hmm. okay so here is one two three four five six six players all making their total contracts under 700 million dollars if, okay. if you're this team okay all right ready for this this is this mm -hmm. is fascinating all right mm -hmm. guess the team it's gonna be very easy for you michael harris 
Sean Murphy, Spencer Strider, yeah, Ronald Acuna, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, all of their deals. Mm, what team would that be? Yeah. All, all of those deals combined under seven equals $700 million. All of their d- combined deals equals what Otani's making. You know, normally I'd get caught up in that like semantics. Again, if it was football, I'd be like, how could you spend it that way? Or if it was basketball, how can you spend it that way? But in baseball, if it's no sweat off the Dodgers back, then it's no sweat off their back. Now, I don't know if it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it impacts them long term. It, it could it's gonna cost them, but like they're they're the do- they can they're gonna market the hell out yeah. of this guy. I mean, what I think someone said that Japan he was now. worth forty he was worth forty million a year to the Angels in marketing. Well, it's gonna be worth more to the Dodgers just because the Dodgers, there's a premium on the franchise. So if he's worth fifty million a year in marketing and you're paying him seventy, that to me is a win. If you're getting fifty million back in marketing, plus you have Shohei Otani, it seems How? like a lot of money. It's crazy money. When I saw the number, I'm like, "Come on, give me a break." Yeah. How, first off, you know, and looking at these deals from from the Braves, how the hell did they sign Acuna for eight for a hundred? <laughs> it's when he was still what at the beat before arbitration, maybe. And that to me also makes the 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 Tatis deal be like worse. <laughs> What are we doing? You right, like, wait, how do you get a Cunha for 80 but Tatis for 340? Like, couldn't you gotten him for like 125 based on the Cunha dude, deal? You could have signed him for like 10 for 240 or something. Yeah, or it seems 200. Like that. It's a good point. It's just, it doesn't. It, it, yeah, did you need to go 14 years? Could we go on seven? Like, you, the seven for 100, not 14? Yeah. 14 for 340 and no trade opt outs? Yeah. Like, yeah, what? I agree with that. Uh, Lyle, thank crazy. you, man. Appreciate your super chat. Guys, uh, if you're here, subscribe. You're on content for you. Smash the like button for us. And again, you can follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Jim Russell SD. Thank you for the supers. Great way to support our channel. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. Like Lyle, who says, hey, guys, Thanks, love Lyle. the show. What are the chances the Padres use some of the open money to secure Hassan Kim for the future? It would be tempting. I just don't know if they can go down that path considering what they have to do, which is rotation, bullpen, Bench, potentially first base, and two outfielders. So, you, like, I'd be tempted, but I don't, I don't know if they can do it. And you know, the second they signed Hassan Kim to like a five-year deal, he would immediately go back to sucking. <laughs> like, right, exactly. Just, you know, just it may, maybe wait it out a little bit. You know, like that. What they didn't do with Cronenworth, what they didn't have to do with Cronenworth at all. Now. The difference between Cronenworth and Kim is Cronenworth had arbitration years left. Kim obviously would be a free agent after this upcoming season. Right. Um, but we've heard from people that are like 150 million on the open market, Dansby Swanson type of deal for Hassan Kim. Yeah. If he produce if he puts together another season like he did last season up this upcoming year. I mean, if you can try to get him on a a a, a really good deal, yeah. But as you said, John, like this team has a lot more concerns right now than trying to lock up Hassan Kim for the future to win this upcoming think so. season. And yeah, and unfortunately the Acuna deals out the window. I mean, if someone told me right now, like six for 60, sure, of course, but he's not going to get that deal. I don't think Eight for a hundred. Yeah. He fired his I mean, agent, right? Like he had Hassan to have fired. Like, no, no, no. Ronald Acuna. Like he, he had to have <laughs> fired his agent, right? I don't know, man. That's a great question. He should have. I would have fired him the second. I mean, I'm like the the second I the after I figure out like, wait a second here, what what? And he's an right. multiple time all star. He's 
I mean, one of the best players in the game, just won an MVP, had an, a, a season that, I mean, just you don't know if you're going to see again. Like that's a complete, yeah, like I, I'm like sitting out on that deal. 70 when he had stolen bases? How many stolen bases he had this year? 70, 70 plus. 40-70 season. Yeah, <laughs> like I got a clause in my deal if I win the MVP. My contact, my contract's ripped up. <laughs> I'm right. starting I, over. I, I want another 300 million. Added. How is he getting eighty when other guys are getting six hundred? I mean, I mean he's he getting should be getting three hundred. Okay, eight for well, whatever, hundred. But still, well, he should be getting ridiculous. three times that. I know. Run it back, thank you, man. He says uh, HSK was good for one month and three years. No bueno. No, he wasn't, man. Come on. He was That's not good true. Last he was good year. last year. He was good for at least two thirds of last year, and he was good for half of the year before. And I'm talking about offensively, defensively, yeah. he's been. At a premium. Now again, I'm not spending 200 million dollars for defense either. But no, offensively, he has definitely improved. Um, and you could argue maybe he could still continue to improve. We'll see what happens in 2024. I would but, say that for about two to three months last year, he was like he was the man. he was the best player at their at his position in all of baseball. Like best I'll argue that his position. Best player. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay. Best player at his position. You're saying like position by position, you would take him at his position over other players to other positions? No, no. Like second baseman <laughs> in all of baseball. Oh, best, okay. Best second. Okay. Yeah, I'm second sure he baseman. was. I thought you were saying like, like pound for pound, like, oh, he was the best no. second baseman or he, like, I don't know. No. Like for a two to three month stretch last year and definitely in, I think, July or maybe June. I forget which month. He, he, I would definitely argue he was the best player at his position in all of baseball. He was good. Like, like all around game from mm -hmm. hitting yeah, defensively, yep. running the bases, stealing bases. At one point, I think I tweeted out, like, dude, is Hassan going to have like a 25 like 25 season? I mean, I think he finished like top 10 in offensive war, didn't he? Or just war in general because of his defense. Just war in general. Yeah. He had, 17 home runs and close to 30 stolen bases last year. Yeah. It was a very nice for a second baseman. Yeah, it's a really nice year. So yeah, he was he was way better than no bueno running back. Now I agree with running back though, in terms of I don't agree with the one month and three years, but I kind of agree with the I'm not paying him 150 because I'm not. Uh, I yeah, I'm not I'm not either. <laughs> Sorry. No. Maybe if someone else will, good for him. But maybe it's somewhere in between. Maybe it's more like yeah, seventy-five to one hundred, which is still a lot of money for the Padres. At this point, I think that's a lot of money for the Padres. Um, we're going to get back to this in a moment. Do want to thank our uh, sponsor here on the wrap-up show, our friends over at Aura Ora dot Organic. This is a great, great company. If you're looking to get healthier in 2024, you should start with Aura. Their co-founder Will is a huge Padres fan, a longtime supporter of this channel. They have all plant-based nutritional products. I've been taking their probiotic for about two years at this point, every single day. It's an amazing probiotic. It's great for digestion, heart health, mental health, and much, much more. If you're not taking a probiotic, you should be. They have proteins. They have pre-workout supplements. They have omega-3 oils. If you're taking a fish oil right now, you can take their omega-3 oil. A lot of men are taking fish oil. They have sleep pills, immunity pills, and more. So if you're looking for a way to get healthier, if you're looking for plant-based supplements, the healthiest on the market, check them out. ORA.organic or click that link in the description down below. 
Yeah, go there right now, uh, www.ora.organic. Everything you need to live a healthy lifestyle. It'd make great for a, a you know present for Christmas for somebody that is yeah. into health or, or someone, you know, a family member that wants to, you know, get healthy and they've been talking about supplements, but they don't know where to go. Also, New Year's coming up, a lot of New Year's resolutions out there. And it's the number one is always getting healthier and working out and getting in shape. So, or is the place to go for you, www.ora.organic. Hit it up. Uh, try some supplements out. Try some things out and get back to us. You'll thank us later. You will. A great point with the uh, New Year coming. Everyone wants to get healthier for the New Year. This is something. Did you see this in The Athletic from Dennis where he had like executives saying that they wouldn't rule out Ethan Salas being up by the end of 2024. Just like they had talked about Drew Thorpe, the expectation was at some point he would make his major league debut in 2024. But then again, Thorpe isn't a teenager. And Salas is still, what, 17? Is he 17? I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. So, I mean, he's not going to be. I would say this. I'd love to see it. Honestly, if he if he was up in September, that's great. But he's obviously not going to be impactful for the Padres in 2024, no matter what happens. Even, even if he makes his debut, that's an amazing accomplishment if he somehow did that. But he, he will have no impact on the Padres until at least 2025. We can all agree on that, right? I am firm on the stance of absolutely not. Yeah, don't even do it. Because what is one of the problems with Preller at times – and a lot of times rushing with, with prospects, he rushes them for no reason mm -hmm. other than like there might be a need and this guy's a high rated prospect. So they just put him in the big leagues like dude mm -hmm. is not ready. I don't care if he's balling in the minors. Give him the proper time to develop it, it, If it takes him three years, like if three, like let him take time, let him have full seasons like without moving anywhere you know like let him get comfortable and go through the progression let him make mistakes because if the first time he starts making mistakes at the big league level that's a really good way to lose a lot of confidence mm -hmm. and so for me i am steadfast in and not bringing him up at all next year i, I don't care like no <laughs> just let him sit and develop He's still 17 years old. I mean, come on, give me a break. And we we know with catchers, it takes a it, it takes, takes a while. It takes a while. I don't care how great he is in the minors. Like to me, I'm I, to me, it's like, yo, you're not coming up until you're at least 21. <laughs> like that's just, you know, I, I don't care. But knowing Preller, he'll probably have him on the open day roster. Yeah, he'll probably do it to like prove a point. Here's the thing: if he came up in September, for example, he'd be 18 which isn't unheard of. It's extremely rare, especially for a catcher. He's turning 18 June 1st, so he'll start next year as a 17-year-old. I agree completely with what you said. I am not putting him on the big league roster in 2024. I don't care what he does. Yeah, no. 2025 is another conversation. I'm happy to have it, but in 2024, he should be developed, and he is not a player you're counting on in 2024 to impact you in any way. Luis Campisano is your catcher. Mm -hmm. You just spent multiple millions with the Yankees in acquiring a catcher. Uh, there's Gary Sanchez discussion, DH catcher. There's there's no need to ask anything of Ethan Salas in 2024. It just why and also the whole start clock thing. Why would you do that? Why, why would you start his six year run to free boom. agency? Boom, there it is, right there, John. That's the yeah, point. I mean, it doesn't. Preller, and that's why you have to be careful in 2025. Preller, ha 
like the Tatis thing, it, it was ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? Like, what, what are we doing? And right. now I, I personally liked it, right? But like a lot of baseball, you know, smart-minded people were like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, Team's not so, ready. He's not ready. Now he, you know, he had a nice little year before he got hurt. Yeah, so so don't make the same mistake with Ethan Salas if you truly believe that he's going to be the next it thing. Yeah, I would agree with that. Murray, thank you for the super chat. Guys, thanks for hanging out. Please subscribe. Thank you for the supers. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. He says, he's done with these ridiculous contracts. No human is worth that much money when hardworking people don't make near that much. Sorry, guys. If you disagree, I mean, on its face, of course, Murray. I mean, and does Brad Pitt deserve... 30 or $40 million for starring in a movie. And, you know, me, Jim, I have no clue. But people make tens of millions in movies. They make hundreds of millions in entertainment. There are boxers that make $50 million in a fight or more. UFC, same thing. Listen, I, I'm with you. Should school teachers and firefighters and police officers be earning more than others? There's no question about it. But this is the world we live in. This is the market. And this is, the, this is sports. This is professional sports. And professional sports, there's terms that apply. and they get compensated. I mean, what else can I say about it? Of course, nobody deserves or earns $700 million, but if someone's willing to pay it to you, who's going to say no to it? Right. And these con- these organizations and teams and companies and, and whatever, it's, it's an investment to make more money. Like mm-hmm. just like all of a sudden the Dodgers are, are like, if the Dodgers paid $700 million to get Otani, they'll make they, it and they stop making money. Then yeah, you're really stupid. Yep. But the investment they're gonna get you know, that seven hundred million dollars will probably turn into like a couple billion, probably easily. Easily. I mean, seventy million sounds crazy. Don't get me wrong. Seventy million a year is crazy, but it's Los Angeles, California, and he's marketed throughout the nation of Japan, and he's as recognizable of a baseball player as there is in the world. He can be marketed. Is my point from a team perspective? They're gonna create tens of millions of dollars in revenue related Every to year. Shohei Otani. Like they, yeah, the, the Dodgers just got all of Japan. They still own the LA market over the Angels, a huge part of Southern California in general. And Shohei is going to be, I mean, it's it's what Adam says in the chat it's capitalism, dude. It's it's yeah. pure it capitalism, is. it is, and it, also a market without a cap. <laughs> I mean, without a cap, then you're opening yourself up to the possibility of guys making a lot of money. Juan Soto, Shohei Otani. Of course, the yep. bo- it's crazy that he's making seventy million. He'll have teammates on rookie deals making six hundred k. But it, yeah. I mean, you know, would, and again, we work for a publicly traded company. I'm sure there's people that make a lot more than us. You know, within the company, that's business. Like every meal's on Otani, right? It should be. He's buying every post game spread. Like he should be paying all dues for the I entire this- scene. Oh man, I know. Yeah, the actually, if he has to rehab awesome. at some point, like in Double A, and the guy's like making like seven hundred million dollars, he's in like Double A. <laughs> <laughs> like he should be buying like, the spreads shit. in Double A. Uh, Michael, thank you, man, for the super chat. He says, "I don't see guys like Iriarty, Major, Marcy, Paulie breaking opening day twenty twenty four roster. Maybe September call ups or mid season. Only if team is failing." Well, Preller said the day of the Soto trade when we spoke with the media, Marcy would get a chance in center field in spring training to earn a job i i think they're very hell-bent on trying to have their system pay dividends as quickly as possible now to your point michael i don't know if it's day one like march 20th stuff 
But I think you're going to have guys well before September that are rookies on the Padres that are quote unquote prospects because that's how they're going to make the the books work. Balance this it, thing. To me, it it when I hear the word rushing, like mm-hmm. I get like like hives, like chill, like it's just I've seen players in this organization get rushed when they're not ready. Luis Urias is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Okay. He got rushed to the big league level and he couldn't hit and it was a disaster. These pitchers got rushed to the big league level. They just they didn't have time to develop properly. So when I see potentially, you know, reports of like these prospects are, are probably going to be on this big league roster this year at some point. I'm I'm thinking, I'm just like. That worries me. It just worries me because the, the track record is not there for developing at all. So I get worried because I, I would like that the, if these prospects would turn into something because then it would make this team better and it would help for the long term if some mm-hmm. of these guys actually hit, you know. But the the way that this team and organization has been run for the last decade, it's never happened at a consistent rate. I agree with you. No, that's a good point. I completely agree. Run it back. Thank you for the super. He says, convert Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly. Jackson Is Merrill. There? Jackson Merrill, I'm assuming. I think Jackson Merrill. Because Merrill Kelly is a Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to assume, run it back, correct us if, if we're wrong. Convert Jackson Merrill to first or trade him, question mark. He is not a power hitter. And maybe he's going to develop into that, Jim. Like, I'm looking... He is 20, so he's a pup. So he's got a lot of time to develop still, even in the big leagues. But, you know, in 200 career games, he said 20 home runs. Mm. That's not a power hitter. Now he's young. He's young. Yeah, It's not the number one indicator of an 18 or 19-year-old. They, they can develop power much later than that, but that doesn't scream first baseman. Do I want a 21-year-old first baseman or 22-year-old first baseman in the big leagues that didn't hit for power in the minor leagues? Probably not. No. Uh, to right. me, it, to me, it feels like that's Hassan Kim's potential replacement down the road. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's oh. definitely a possibility. I would agree with that. Uh, Steve, thank you. He says twenty four is a rebuilding year, despite what Preller spins. We'll see. I it, we might say that at the end of the year. We we may or Maybe. we may not, but it's it is possible. It is. I hope not. But isn't I don't it think that's hard? Really thrilling. Isn't it hard to to say that it was a rebuilding year when you have the players you have on this roster? Probably, yeah. Are you going to just say it because you win 77 games? You're like, look, we developed Iriarty and Marcy. Now, if like <laughs> if all those dude gets if all those dudes get hurt or they all suck, then yeah, you could be like, yeah, it turned into a developmental year. Yeah. But like from the jump, the first day of spring training, no. you better be you planning see- to make the postseason. Yeah, when you see Manny walk through that door, you see Toddy walk through that door, when you see Joe, Darvish, Kim, you know, like they're not they're they're not sitting there saying rebuild. No, it's more like get to the postseason or it's a failure. Again, I mean, again, that's just how it should probably be perceived. I know the payroll is coming down, but you have Manny Machado, guy's a future Hall of Famer. Shouldn't be rebuilding with future Hall of Famers. That doesn't make sense. No. Matthew, thank you. He says, Do you think we get more for Soto after shows deal um that's that's an interesting question so if otani would have signed for example on monday 
and Soto was still available, would that have resulted in a better return for the Padres? If Otani would have gone to the Dodgers on Monday and the Padres still had Soto on Tuesday, could they have gotten a better return for him? I don't. I wouldn't think so. I guess that it's create no. a, could Would that have created a bidding war between the Blue Jays and the Yankees? Maybe. Because the Blue Jays apparently were seriously in on him. Yeah, 11 Talking different about, teams called in on Soto. Right. I mean, so maybe, maybe probably. Yeah it's, yeah, it's possible. But can, but could you have waited? I, could you have waited? Did I don't you know? know. It happened maybe. pretty quick, 48 hours later, maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, do I, the, the deal that they got from the Yankees to me on the, on, on the surface, on paper, it's, it feels very meh, honestly, until it's I like see it need, out. It's like a need based deal. And we need these, we need pitching. So that's who we traded yeah. for. But if you told me take away two of the pitchers, right? Take away like Vasquez and Brito, and then you added like Dominguez, or if you take away three pitchers and just had King, Dominguez, and Higgy, yeah, yeah I'd probably be pumped about Dominguez. I'd be way more excited for that deal than the deal that they got. And it could it, look the deal could turn out to be really good. Those pitchers could actually play a role next year. I don't know. They got four guys that are going to be in the big league roster, but I mean, on paper, it just it feels very meh. It's like okay, listen, my Jetta is a very good Jetta, but you do you want a Jetta or do you want a sports car? You know, like do you want something with some like excitement to it? Yeah, or like a, you know, do you like, want a Tesla over your Jetta? Yeah, like it just feels like Dominguez had that like Tesla in him, like some excitement. The Jetta's great. I, I think they got a lot of like good cars. Yeah. I don't know if they got that like flashy sports car. And I know Dominguez is hurt. That should be yeah, yeah, that should have been a thing where like, hey, he's he's hurt. So like, come on, what the fuck? <laughs> give him to us. <laughs> yeah, give give me now. Yeah, because he's hurt. Um, James, thank you, man. Appreciate your super. He says, How about converting Cronenworth to a pitcher again? <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> it's probably I, I would, but if they actually did that, dude. Can you imagine? He's starting like he's your number four starter. <laughs> because he's All getting paid fire. like it. Fire everybody because he's getting paid like it. I mean, that would be 80 million. Cronenworth is your number five starter, and your first baseman is whom? Me. It's Jackson Merrill opening day. Merrill Kelly. When do now? Oh, by the way, Dennis put um, today, and we'll get back to the supers in a moment. If you want to support, click the dollar sign below the chat box. Uh, Dennis reported today that Jung Hoo Lee has until January 3rd. To accept a deal in the major league. So he's down to that's three weeks. He has three weeks to accept the deal. So this could happen pretty quickly. Um, it will happen, I would think, by Christmas, the way Major League Baseball works. Um, I would think it happens in the next two weeks. So I think you'll know on Jung Hoo Lee sooner rather than later. And well, then the big domino fell. Quiet, you know, the, the two big the two big dominoes fell. Soto and Otani. So yeah. Now you would think that Snell, Bellinger. Dude, I haven't seen one rumor on Blake Snow. Not it's one. Because he's like hanging out. Okay. On like whatever it's called, Twitch, which we like use to stream the wrap up show, yet I've never once like figured out how to use it. But I think we're the on reigning Twitch right now. Cy Young Award winner. Not one rumor for any team. I mean, I could be wrong, but I haven't seen one rumor. If you just Google him right now, does anything come up? Blake Snow. Let me check. Gotta be something. On, on Twitter? I'm gonna say like Mariners or Giants. Um, it won't be like yeah, Mariners or Giants is my guess. Yeah, just type in like Blake Snell for agent, and see what happens. 
on on just like or like internet. Google like Google News here. Let's see. Hold like on. Snell News. What's next for the Dodgers? Blake Snell among targets. That's Sporting News. What day though? This would be 15 hours ago after signing Shohei Otani. What's next? Corbin Burns or Blake Snell among top targets. And then there is reigning Cy Young winner is reportedly on Boston Red Sox radar from Sports Illustrated one day ago, Blake Snell. Okay, well, those are the first rumors I've seen of Blake Snell. <laughs> anytime, anytime, <laughs> yeah, anytime, a little nugget. It's not a ton. Yeah, it's not a ton. It's really not. It is weird. It is a little weird. Can you, I mean, Snell to the Dodgers, give me a break. I mean, just, I mean, if you're a Padres fan, just like, oh my gosh, you could get, this thing could get worse. That's hard you to imagine. know, because, you know, the Blake Snell that you saw last year, you know the Dodgers would unlock like him to be even better. He'd be it going just, like nine innings. He'd be no, he'd be going like seven innings, John. It should be like a record. Seven? Be like, wow. It's like, like on her. Whoa. Well, the way he's gonna walk people next year is he's just gonna intentionally do it. They're just gonna be like, put that guy on. You're gonna walk him anyway. So just put him on. So we're gonna save your pitch count. That's how you're gonna go seven innings. Or he goes to the Dodgers and walks only 40 men, 40 guys next year, and it's like has like an ERA of less than zero. 210 innings, 29 walks. You're like, what uh, the F? He's right. like four, four complete games. <laughs> Wins a signing for a third team. Um, Steve, thank you for the super. He says, what do we call rebuilding most of the rotation, the pen, and replacing Soto, Gresham, DH, in first base? Are you trying to say rebuild? Uh, no, you, you're not, you're not calling. That's not a rebuild. That's like a retool. Well, Grisham, who cares? DH, who really cares? Going through a rebuild is you wipe the slate clean. This is not a wipe the slate clean at all. Correct. Is this, it, are, are people, is this a joke? Can Run it back or whomever sure. had the previous Super. Are you guys being serious or not? Cronenworth had a zero ERA in seven and two third innings in AAA. Yeah. In 20, I'm making it up, 18 with Durham. I don't think seven and two third innings makes an $80 million contract for Jake Cronenworth to be a pitcher. Why not? <laughs> to your point, I would literally fire everyone. <laughs> if all of a sudden in like 2026, we look up Jim and Jake Cronenworth is throwing like 88 innings out of the bullpen. I would, dude, I would lose my mind. It's got like a oh. four nine nine ERA. I'd be like, that's kind of impressive. Not bad. <laughs> Gosh, it's like 60 strikeouts crazy. and 88 innings with like 12 walks. Is anyone like, would not bad for the chat? Is anyone serious that they think Jake Cronenworth could pitch in the big leagues and that would rectify anything with the Padres? If you actually feel that way, please put it in the chat. And while you do that, we do want to remind you about one of our partners here on the wrap up show. The best and easiest place to play fantasy sports is at Underdog Fantasy. You can scan that QR code on the screen right now and you can get to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. If you use promo code PODSWRAP, that is P A D S W R A P. You'll get a 100% deposit match up to $100, and you don't have to deposit $100. You can deposit $10 or more. They'll match it. 10 becomes 20, 20 becomes 40, and so on and so forth. Best and easiest place to play. You can draft or have them auto-draft for you. There are no waivers. There are no trades. They set your lineup. Set it and forget it. And with the Pick'ems, it's so simple. Simple higher or lower contesting across all sports, including Major League Baseball during the season, NFL, NBA, higher or lower, Patrick Mahomes, higher than 299.5 passing yards. Um, Josh Allen, higher or lower than 1.5 passing touchdowns, and so on and so forth across all sports. So simple, so easy, so fun. Use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, and get that 100% deposit match up to $100. Scan the QR code on the screen 
or click the link in the description down below. <laughs> All right. Um, what do we have tomorrow? Chelsea Janes, Washington Post, great national baseball reporter, will join us tomorrow on John and Jim. So find John and Jim on YouTube by searching for John and Jim 760. Mm -hmm. And please subscribe to that channel as well. We are live weekdays from 3 to 6 Pacific. And Chelsea Jane's great baseball reporter. Her thoughts on Otani, Soto, Snell. I want to ask about Snell. Like, has Blake Snell gotten any traction here? Like, is, he is there anything Chelsea. happening with Blake Snell? Maybe with Josh Hader. I know Josh Hader's linked to a couple teams, but, you know. Yeah. And, he, and I understand with Josh Hader. Blake Snell is top pitcher on the market. Just want to Cy Young. Like, what's who? Where's this Yamamoto gonna end up? Where's Jung Hoo Lee gonna end up? Like, do people view Yamamoto as better than Blake Snell? Probably, and it's understandable. I and I totally understand market. why. Yeah, I think he may set the market. Um, James Probably. wants us to bring up Cronenworth on the radio tomorrow. No, we'll bring that up with Chelsea James. Hey, Chelsea, glad you could hop on before we get to Soto and Otani. What do you think about converting Jake Cronenworth, Padres yeah, first baseman? Should be like, is that a good idea? Yeah, I'm, I'm done. All right, guys. If you are here, live or on replay, please subscribe. You're on content for Padres fans, for baseball fans. Please subscribe if you are here. Please smash the like button for us. Please follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Jim Russell SD. If you're watching on replay, we appreciate the super thanks. We really do. We appreciate everyone's support of the channel. And thank you for your memberships as well. For those that have clicked join, you get those emojis. And badges support our partners, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. He's our title sponsor, has been since day one. If you have an insurance need before you renew anything, get in contact with Mark. He will save you money on your insurance. Aura, the best and easiest place to get healthier. ORA.organic, get healthier for the new year and underdog fantasy. Use promo code PODSWRAP, P A D S W R A P, the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. UnderdogFantasy.com, use promo code PODSWRAP, get a 100%. Deposit match up to $100. All right. Fun Sunday night edition of the wrap-up show, kind of. Shohei Otani's a Dodger. Not that fun. That's not fun um, at all. Not that fun. All right. For Jim, I'm John. We'll see you tomorrow on the radio at 3 p.m. or on YouTube. Thanks, guys. Peace.